Hey, everybody, we are back, and we're talking Serena Williams' tennis controversy and more on Black Hollywood Lives this week. This week, I'm your host, Daryl Christian, and joining me is the gorgeous Courtney Stewart. Hello, everybody. I like your hair color, Courtney. Look really Thank good. you. This was my uh, summer hair color moving into fall. I'm about to come back like Tamar in like two weeks. Y'all ain't ready. Wait, you going to do the shave? I really want to so bad. You I'm, got the face I'm for it. I'm over hair, and I haven't done it in like 15 years. It'd be like, dope on you, actually. all my hair off and just been done. Not that this is my hair. Y'all know. Whatever. You're not about it. You bought but, it? <laughs> You know, I can never tell. Daryl's always confused. He'd be like, "What?" For I, I can't ever tell. Ball hair. I mean, sometimes I can. When sometimes. I can, when I can tell, that's yeah. bad actually. Because yeah. if I yeah. can tell, yeah. then I don't know. Yeah, I need. I'm just bored. We need to change up. It's fall. You. It's a new season. You know, I we're feel do you. Something different. Well, yeah. you know, it's so funny you say change up because change up. we're gonna be changing up. Actually, I'll go ahead and just you know mm. spill the beans. I guess spill the beans. Uh, so we are reformatting our show this week. Um, it's going to be called The Trend. We're launching it next week. It's going to be a similar format to this week, but we're going to add a couple little bells and whistles to it to, uh, you know, give it a little edge. Give it a little bit more edge, you know. So please tune in, tell everybody, and hopefully you'll like the new format. We're doing a little refresh. A little refresh. A little refresh. You know what I'm saying? what we got going on, for sure. So that's exciting. But we're into the fall season, and we're going to start talking about some more stuff. Let's do it. It's a lot of stuff to talk about. We do have quite a bit of stuff to talk about, because we were gone during some really important stories. I know, right? So it was really hard to select what we were going to talk about today. Um, I just have to throw in that, like, moment of Nike-ness that we didn't get to talk about Uh, that kind of blew up last week. Um, Damn, white people. Damn. And I'm going to just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But I have to know, are you watching NFL right now? Uh, I mean, I I have not had a chance to really watch Mm -hmm. a lot of things as of Mm -hmm. late, but I, I... Plan on watching it, yes. Plan on watching it, all right. What about you? Well, it's really funny because I'm still torn. Like, I was never, well, I wasn't, okay. In my adult life, I don't watch sports. Okay. For reasons that over drinks, one day I will tell you guys. Okay. (laughs) Maybe that'll be on the trend. That might be on the trend. Um, Nothing bad. But, yeah, so this whole NFL thing, when they decided they were going to find the guys for kneeling and all that, I was just like, oh, we're done. You will not get my viewership and my money because I just think it's horrible. Like, I just think it's the worst thing ever. Um. But at the same time, football and like Sunday and family and dinners and I'm starting family dinners at my house. You can come sometime. Um, like I feel like football is kind of a part of that, and I don't know how I'm going to get away from it and stick to my guns. Yeah, well, it's also interesting too because there's an element to me. I mean, yes, I'll be watching football, but there's an element that I feel like, you know, if the players really just like all of them just. Didn't show up to their games, you know, like yeah. took it to like the next level with it. But I understand they can't, you know, there's contracts, yeah, there's all that stuff. But that would really hit the NFL, I just wish and then they, they can't would all kneel. 
Right. But or I that. understand that everybody Everyone doesn't has agree. Different views. Everybody's yeah. like, no, People it's have not. Different but like, uh, yeah. I just, it's just really frustrating. But okay, so we not really talk about that story, right. but I just felt like we right. had to throw that in just because, you know, it started last week right. and all of that was fun. But speaking of sports, we also had an amazing story that came out this week. Um, I, I, I wanted to start off by celebrating what actually occurred first, um, and that was... Uh, the U.S. Open this past weekend, so it's been a week now. It's been a week, yeah. Um, Naomi Osaka, who is only 20 years old, yeah. won the U.S. Open Killed against it. her like idol, Serena yeah. Williams. Yeah. And it was her first um, Grand Slam win. It's the first Grand Slam title for a Japanese uh, a, a representative from Japan. A first Grand Slam singles title from what I understand um, and she's this young woman who grew up watching Serena Williams and her sister play and just you know has hammered it out and did a great job and is an excellent and amazing athlete and she won and she won and she won big money and we should celebrate her and she's awesome and congratulations Naomi Osaka absolutely but for all of you all who were watching and paying attention and everything you know that the situation with Serena was a little bit crusty because we had an umpire that seemed a little bit sexist, maybe also a little bit racist. And uh, they came hard for Miss Serena Williams during that match and basically gave away a game and gave away a point at one point, claiming and accused her of cheating um, by taking coaching from her coach, which apparently is not allowed, and for misbehavior, basically, because she slammed her racket at one right. point. Yeah. Um, so the reason it's the whole big ordeal is because everybody's saying it's really sexist because male tennis players have been known to be so Historically. Historically crazy yeah. as hell on the court. And they are never... Ever, um, subjected to the amount of penalty the way that Serena was. Um, and so there's all kinds of videos running around about showing the guys like doing some wild shit. Pete Sampras, I think it was. Is it Pete, Pete Sampras? Or, or John McEnroe. I mean, go John back to John McEnroe. Let's, let's go like, they were doing some wild shit. He was cussing people out on the court. Yeah. beating and beating yeah. on the court. It was just some wild stuff. So everybody's kind of like, what the heck? Like, Serena definitely, she admits, like, I was passionate. I was upset. Like, he accused me of cheating. He de- She demanded an apology from him. Like, on the court, she she called him a thief. She did. But she didn't call him, like, out his name, like, motherfucker. Nothing. Like, she didn't right. say anything that insane. She called him a thief. Um, but she's been fined. I think it's $17,000 so, yep. for it. And, of course, she did not win the U.S. Open. Um, but the thing that was kind of sad about it, a bittersweet, because Naomi, who this is her first big win, she wins against the amazing, astonishing, and powerful Serena Williams. And the crowd was booing. And it wasn't that they were booing um, against Naomi. They were just booing about the situation. But Serena stood there with Naomi and gave her a hug. And she said, um, she whispered something in her ear. And everybody was like, oh, God, what did Serena say to you? And Naomi did an interview. And she just said, um, quote, this is what Serena said to her. She said, she said she was proud of me and that I should know that the crowd isn't booing me. I was really happy she said that. And I was like, "Oh, Naomi, you poor girl, you was you was out there pushing hard and trying to win, and you, your win gets muddled because I, I mean, I personally watched and thought the umpire was like ridiculous. So yeah, I mean, I, listen, on a, from a male viewpoint, I thought it was very much sexist because, mm-hmm. like you said, and like we know with the stories, 
male athletes in tennis have been known to do same the same things. Um, and I agree as well. Like she didn't call him out of his name. No. She didn't cuss him out. She no. just she was upset. Yeah. Uh, and she called him a thief. And for them now, for the you know, it's interesting because the U.S. Open Association has been defending her, mm-hmm. but then the International Tennis Foundation has been siding with what's his name, Ramos, Carlos, Carlos Ramos, 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 who is the who is the, the umpire. The umpire. Mm-hmm. And now he, you know, of course, is trying to get all of them to. They're saying that they're not. They don't want to. Yeah, they're uh, going to boycott, uh, boycott her, her and not and give any. You know. Any judging or um, um, what do you call it? Any refereeing at her games? Yeah. Um, if she continues, you know, kind of in the sport, and I'm like, really? Is do it? you think there really is? Because there's a theory that there's like a kind of a conspiracy to push Serena out of the sport. I, I wouldn't. I've heard that before. Yeah. 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 I, I've heard I think that I kind of agree with it at this yeah. point because yeah. it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. And it's like, just let the girl go in and break the record because yeah. she's trying to get, what is it? She needs to get another Grand Slam to beat whatever the record yeah, of 22 like is. What I think it's only like one more that she needs yeah. or something. And it's like, just go and let her play her butt off and win another Grand Slam. And she might be like, all right, I'm going out on top and I'm just out. leave it like yeah. that. But I don't think she, I think she'll play till she really can't play no more I think she will too actually yeah. I mean it's, it's in her so much you know yeah. it's like this, this is I mean she's done this sport she's been what, yeah. like she's already defied six seven years yeah. old you know she, so she's defied all I mean because most of the especially women players like what was I think Martina was probably the oldest that yeah. played yeah. but like in general like to have played this long and at this age I mean she's 37 at this point yeah. there she's moving out of what would be normally the yeah, but here's my thing. I, I, but here, they do this all the time in all sports. Basketball, they do it in you know football. If you are still able to play, what oh, does yeah. it matter what your age is? That was true. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean, the point is that uh, even as you age, even if you're still able to play, your body is not optimal, probably. Right. And you know, you've played this many years. Like injuries and things like that aren't healing the same way they used to or doing the best. So some people bow out to. Well, they, well, they have to, to but, serve but their she bodies. does not. She is not one who has to do that. She doesn't have to but she might want to at some point to preserve her body and health okay. for her child. But okay. tennis is also not football, you know, right. like in terms yeah. of being beat up and that kind of thing. But the training is still hardcore. Yeah. Girl, I don't know, but you still winning in my book, Serena. I thought you should have won that. And I love Joe Tutus. I did. I don't want to see you, like, leaving. So yeah. I'll just keep doing what you're doing. I want her to wear the cat suit again. I was mad about that, so too. How are they going to take the cat suit away? Well, that's a whole other thing, too. They're talking about the outfits. Yeah, and, you know, that's... But, but then what was the the white tennis player who then the, who mocked her? That, oh oh, jeez! Um, I can't think of her name right now. I can't either. But um, Steve, I don't Steve. I don't know if you know the name of the tennis player that mocked Serena, but it was like a whole thing. Uh, I can look it up here. Oh, I just don't remember. <laughs> it's, it's okay. But it's, it's if you guys right. know, you know, hit us up in in our in our YouTube yeah. feed. But, I think I feel like. Most of us side with Serena these days. Absolutely. But I just don't understand why after all these years, you would think the tennis associations would be like, superstar, yes, like she's done it for so long and she is so amazing. Like she's like literally the probably the greatest athlete ever yeah. at this point, like yeah. ever yeah. and in tennis. Yeah. So it's like I would feel like they would like want to capitalize on that instead of trying to like shut her off and shut her down. And well, be it goes all... back to the sexism. You sexism know. and racism. And racism, Because yeah. she a big old black girl doing big girl, black girl things. And, and y'all and, mad. And very, uh, you know, outspoken about it, too. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, well, that's, that's, that's like three triple threats. 
All kinds of threats. Yeah. Well, anyway, congratulations to both women. They were two women of color playing yeah, in the U.S. Out. Open final, and that's always awesome to see. So congratulations, ladies, and just keep up the good work. Yeah. Um, speaking of good work, we have Miss Viola Davis back in the stories this week because she is promoting her new film, Widows. Widows yep. And she's at uh, the Toronto Film Festival, and she's been doing some interviews. And a little situation came up again. People asked her about shows or films that she's regretted taking or not taking and she spoke about her role on The Help which most would say was probably one of the biggest movies she's done and it really it got her a nomination for an Oscar and there's a lot of we've talked about the film back a few years ago when it was out and whether or not it you know another movie about maids and that kind of thing and so she was asked about how she felt about the role, and she said basically that was a role that she regretted taking, and she said this is why, quote, I just felt at the end of the day that it wasn't the voices of the maids that were heard. I know Abilene, Abilene was her character, I know Minnie, they're my grandma, they're my mom, and I know if you do a movie where the whole premise is I want to know what it feels like to work for white people and to bring up their children in 1963, I want to hear how you really feel about it. I never heard that in the course of the movie. And end quote. And and um, the movie was critically acclaimed, obviously, yeah. and did really well at the box office, and made all kinds of money, and made lots of people rich, and all of that. Um, there was it sort of didn't it sort of blow up Octavius. Yeah, it kind of blew up her career too. Made, to made that took it to another level, level yeah, for sure. Level. Yeah, it took yeah. her to another level for sure. And it, I mean, and one thing that uh, Viola also mentioned is that the relationships with the women and the other people on set that she made were amazing, and she would never trade that for the world. They were sure. fantastic. And speaking of um, the woman who played Minnie, whose name I just dropped. Uh, that you just said, Octavia. Octavia, um, her relationship with. Uh, what's her face? Um, red hair. Red hair. Red hair. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. No, 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 not, oh, no, the, not oh, that no. redhead. Uh, uh, Zero Dark Thirty girl. Oh my God, she played the like cute like Marilyn Monroe type lady in um, The Help, whose husband and like right. none of yeah. the girls liked her. I don't know why I can't think. Who? Right Jessica Chastain. Jessica Sorry, Chastain. Y'all. Yes. Okay. okay. Anyway, so that relationship. I feel like I'm playing some board game, but you were, like, know. Or, like uh, but know. that relationship built for them and they've and Jessica Chastain has sort of been a part of working with Octavia to get them say, equal pay on films and they have a great relationship and there was like a whole story about the next film that they wanted to do together right. yes. and all of that yep. so beautiful relationships made but the voices of the maids they did not feel were actually well, they, basically what they're feeling is that the movie was, Holly, was Holly, you know they it was, Hollywood it was like that. the Gone it, with the Wind version yeah. of slavery yeah. Like, it, was, it was like yeah. it was like it was oh. the glossed over version yes. of what really happened yes yeah. so um, that was it. and the other interesting part about this quote is that some people kind of were coming for her online like why would you say that it was a great movie it brought you to the next level blah 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 and Ava DuVernay said the help was the last film that she worked on for PR because for those of you who don't know, before she was an amazing director and filmmaker, yeah. she did PR for films. Yeah. And The Help was the last one, and she vibed with Viola completely on this comment, and she said, that is exactly the reason why that was the last film I did PR on. I quit, and I decided to start making my own films. I love that they're supporting each other. For sure. I mean? It's and, amazing. And it's, 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 uh, it's nice to see, especially when we got everything that's going on with Cardi B and Nicki Minaj, but that's a different subject. <sighs> All the stories that we were. I know, I know, I know. We ain't gonna get. I'm sorry. I just had to throw that in there real quick. But we chose otherwise. But it's all good. It's all good. Oh God. But yes, no. Good. Cardi B, you threw that shoe girl. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Why? 
Yeah. Actually, um, I do a, a pop-off. It's an Instagram story each week, and that's going to be our next one. So check it out on my Instagram very soon because we have a lot well, to say Cardi about B that. Cardi B throwing that stiletto. And she don't regret it, not one She said she throw it and throw it again, according to uh, the, the social media today. She would probably throw it again right on site. Yeah. All right. Well, if you want to hear, obviously, more about all of these stories that happen in music, entertainment, pop culture, all over the place, you guys, obviously, you're here, so you kind of know about Black Hollywood Live, but I'm going to tell you a little bit more. BHL, Black, uh, BHL fans, you guys, Black Hollywood Live is the first urban digital broadcast network in existence. So since its inception, BHL has prided itself on creating outstanding content in all areas, from the news to music to politics to lifestyle and entertainment. And we've not only given voice to the often underserved Black and Latino communities that we are a part of, yes. we've also provided new hosts with uh, some of the dopest areas and places and platforms to exercise their talents because, you know, coming out here to Hollywood ain't an easy thing to do. So sometimes you need to get your foot wet somewhere. A lot of people blown up. You know, and we've opened the doors to many of these people who have blown up that you see on many of the networks. Okay, so BHL has also done the same for um, many of Hollywood's A-list. We've brought in all kinds of interviews from all over the place with some amazing people, including Oprah. She gave us a shout-out several times. Oprah Winfrey has made multiple BHL appearances. You guys need to go back in the archives and check some of that out. But now, Black Hollywood Live needs you guys' help. So how you can do that is by looking at that little red button on YouTube that y'all all know about. And it's called the subscribe button. Make sure you click on the button and subscribe to our YouTube channel because subscribing to our YouTube channel will help us find new shows, help you find new shows and help us be able to continue to create all these shows Absolutely. for you guys because we got to have the support of the viewership in order to keep bringing you guys shows. And if you're worried about annoying notifications that you get on your phone because and really at this time in life, just get a Gmail account because you got to YouTube right. and all the notifications get you know filtered out to another whole page and I'll never look at that page and I got like 8,000 of those things. So anyway, don't be you can always make it also optional to get the notifications but you want to know when we're going to be on air live because you want to join in the chat and conversate because that's a word with us every Thursday so you can do the notifications or you cannot so make sure you hit the subscribe button right now you guys it's easy and it helps us to continue our work let us know what you, that you did subscribe to us and put it in the comments and give us some more comments about the show and things you want to talk about and things you want to hear about and all that good stuff and thank you guys so much for being fans of us for so long because we've been here a few years now so we appreciate your love make sure you keep spreading the love and telling somebody tell your friend tell your cousin tell your mama tell your auntie come subscribe to BHL and Which follow us on social media, too. Do that, too. Yes, we're at BHL Online. Yep. I'm at Stuart Starlet. That's Daryl Kristen. Follow him. All right. Thank you, Courtney. You're welcome. Inspired. We by just that. be like chatting it up yeah. all day. How fast can you talk? I can talk really fast. How do I? Whatever. That was good. That's all that was good. Really good. We just want to let y'all know what's really going on. So you know. Well, there's still more stories. Because there's always stories. There's always. more stories. More stories. Yes. So we'll move on to our EUR Web Story Spotlight of the Week. Yes. EUR Web Story Spotlight of the Week. Well, we sort of talked about this story several several months ago at the beginning of the year yes. around February because there was this alleged episode of Blackish that. Was Trump based and very political and and anti Trump uh, yes. overall? That this mystery that was out there that no one ever really saw because ABC pulled it. Well, the blackish creator Kenya Barris has been very vocal as of late about that episode that mysteriously disappeared. Uh, the episode was called "Please, Baby, Please" and explored the NFL kneeling controversy that mm-hmm. was also surrounded a lot of things with Trump. 
And so the episode had uh, it, it focused. The episode actually focuses on Anthony Anderson's character Dre, and he's giving his interpretation of real life events that are going on, and he's presented it to his baby son Devante. Mm-hmm. So you know, it was, so it was supposed to air around February twenty second, I believe, yeah. or twenty seventh, excuse yeah, me, of uh, this year. And then uh, I, I think what I was reading and heard is that everyone approved it uh, early it on. Go, thought it was going to go yeah. great. Everyone was excited. <laughs> Tracy Ellis Ross is, was very vocal about yeah. it as well. And then all of a sudden, it's mysteriously shelved and, you know, not seen. And we got a rerun. And we got a rerun, yes. Mm -hmm. So ABC's executives uh, were rumored to have shelved it because... They were pushing. Uh, they were they were pushing to count more or bring in more conservative viewers in the wake of Trump's electoral victory. So they felt like this might offend some folks, and then they didn't want to do it. So uh, you know, Kenya moved on from ABC. He is now has they a say deal. a really big, a real big, real deal, big, honey. real big dollar Some deal big with dollars. Netflix. So he is going on the circuit right now, telling everybody what the deal is. Yeah. You know, what do you think about them pulling the episode? I mean, at the, okay, so there's a whole, um, the, I think part of, I don't remember if it was part of Kenya's interview or if it was just um, the writer commenting on it, but saying how a lot of these network shows try to show balance. Like, right. they don't want to be too far left or too far right or whatever. And uh, I just, it made me laugh almost because I was like, um, wasn't Roseanne about to come on in March? <laughs> right, right. So right. it wasn't like as a network they were solely left-winged. Right. And obviously, Blackish, if you've watched Blackish, is a very specific perspective. Yeah. And I would think creatively, if you are supporting the honesty of that creativity, then you would understand that it's not like it's every episode that they're like pushing this, as they would say, left-wing agenda. Like, this was a very specific important uh, situation in the black community and black-ish community that is discussed and should be discussed. And to show that on a show that is about black people just does not seem like a strange, wild, oh my God, we being too political type of situation. So I think that was a real bad call on ABC's part. I think, shout out to Kenya Barris, I know how you feel once you quit a job and you be like, I'm going to tell it all. Bump everybody up in here. I'm free. Right, right. And I can say what I want and I don't care because he's really out here just being like, yeah. He is. I mean. Take that. Well, here also, my thing is, is like, look how many times we see shows on TV and with black folks, the way that we've been portrayed with certain things on shows or the subject of African Americans on certain shows that we're watching and they don't. Show those st- stories. This shows goes or back stories. to something like the help. Right, that's a comfortable way for white people to deal with the uncomfortability of racism and racial right. politics. Right. This came from the voice of a black person, so it was a lot more uncomfortable because it was more in your face, probably, right. and that's not comfortable. Which is interesting, though, because isn't the ABC head a black lady? Well, I was trying to or figure out. She I don't know if she was there then. That's why I, was, I need to look that up to see if she was actually there. Because, and even if she was there, it may have been also that she was freshly new to it. Yeah, I'm and, sure you know, it's not all wanna, her. You don't want to. Yeah, it's not all her decision, and you also don't want to come in just like. Chopping off but the network too. is involved from the script. Like the network has people, from what I am aware of, that like can sit in on read-throughs or you know come like get approves and like they yeah. they're not free to just be like here it is we yeah. shot this whole thing you have no idea what's coming your way. I think yeah. um, I mean I could be wrong. Um, so it's just whatever. I mean I don't know. I can't remember what happened right around February that would have made him like be like mm, it's a little tight. Uh, it was the the. 
the kill the the um, mass killing um, where the people got ran over. Oh, Charlottesville. Charlottesville was around. It was around in that time period, I believe, because that was mentioned as well. Oh, and, dang. Yeah, so around that time period, so they were they were being sensitive about that as well, which you know I understand. Um, but as far as like trying to bring in more conservative viewers. I mean, you literally had Roseanne on deck, right? Like coming, and everybody knew for about Roseanne coming back for like a year yeah. before it came, yeah. and we're and uh, don't get me wrong, and, she, I was, and she was very vocal of what she yeah. was going to be talking about and, on the show. And I had no, and I'm not saying that I have any issue with that. I actually thought the that's why I was actually okay with a Roseanne reboot because I thought it was an excellent way in terms of television to sort of show that side of the politics that are happening right now. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, you suck, ABC. Sorry. I'm sorry. You to me, you lose on that, and now Kenya's gone. Yeah. So I, I mean, yeah. Is that? I mean, are we really going to keep? Is network TV really have to just be saucy sexually only? Like that's the only sauce you get on network TV. Because like now, remember back in the day, like you couldn't even see, you wouldn't see like having sex at like nine o'clock. But like scandal camp, and it's like we humping on tables and in lingerie at like nine o'clock. Right. But you upset about. A black man talking to his black son about... See, I, I personally think it was also, like, a bigger <laughs> issue. I think it had something to do with just somebody there, like, Trump's people somehow called somebody and was making a Possibly. stink. I don't know. That's my conspiracy theory. I have no proof of this, but that is what I think. I believe that he somehow caught wind of this and did not squashed want to be it. squashed it. That's, that's my conspiracy theory. I don't think that's so unfounded. If y'all catch Kathy Griffin on The Breakfast Club... I think she was on yesterday or whatever. The interview is up on YouTube. And she talks about how they're talking about the five people that basically sign checks in Hollywood and who's really up Trump's ass and that kind of thing. And so it, it's not unfounded if she is accurate. It's funny that you just say I, that. But, I mean, that's yeah. what I think. You know? Ooh, honey. But, uh, listen, let, let, let Kenya keep talking. Ooh, we may find out the, the extra, extra sauce on it. Mm-mm. So, yeah, so we'll see what happens. But he is being very vocal, and I'm not mad at the brother. Okay. I'm not mad at that extra big deal you got with Netflix either, because you're about to change the game. I know. Please, just hire me, honey, too. Give me some of them checks. That's right. I would love a check. Well, speaking of checks, uh, there's someone whose checks have been messed up for a while because of a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. 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 Uh, Cosby alum. Uh, Jeffrey Owens, who played Elvin on The Cosby Show for many, many years. Well, we know that he's been in the news the last couple weeks, yeah, especially like two and a half weeks because yeah. of the shaming of him working at Trader Joe's, being a cashier. By some black people. I know, but you know, listen. What? I know. What? I know. I know. I was like, but I mean, but you know, unfortunately, we do do that to each other. You know, look. It's sometimes. I mean, look at. Um, What's our girl's name? I don't know why I can't remember names today. I don't know. It's a, it's Thursday. She's on the show with LL Cool J, um, and her mom is the famous writer. Uh, she used to be beautiful, but she got on drugs. Um, oh, dear Lord. I have no idea who you're talking in, about. In the house. It was like on in the show? house. Oh, oh, Maya Campbell. Maya Campbell. When, whenever, there's lots of videos of you go on YouTube yeah. and social media of her sort of being drugged yes, out. Yes, but she's also cracked out. Like, this man was just at work. He was just at work, like, right. I'm not comparing, comparing the crack. He was like, ooh, I'm not comparing dick, the crack to that. Right? I'm just saying that 
as far as like sort of it's sort of shaming though. It's sort of I mean it's I still mean, it shaming, shaming, you know. But it's shaming. The, it, but it's, it's drug shaming. <laughs> but when you're and behaving ridiculously as opposed right. to you just trying to work and make a living, like that's a little different. Right. Well, here's well, this is why the, this I call this like the Cinderella story because mm-hmm. the great things have come from this and I actually I really do love this story because of the fact that he was shamed and he was he was saying Jeffrey was saying that it really hurt his feelings actually yeah. when it blew up on social media and people were making fun of him and they were like what's up with this dude he was on the Cosby show why is he working at Trader Joe's mm-hmm. and you know he said that he actually was working there because what a lot of people don't know is that after all the the controversy happened with Bill Cosby those when they stopped when those networks stopped showing the syndicated shows of the Cosby show checks stopped being sent he said yeah. you know i didn't get, i wasn't getting my checks i have to support my family he said i actually in between these acting gigs this is something that is a a supplement of yes. income that i can use and hell, and you get from what I understand, you get a percentage of your, your groceries Yo, at Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's you and might Costco. See me there. Trader Joe's and Costco's are some real good, flexible type of jobs Listen, with some good benefits. Don't shame me if you see me up in there with my Trader Joe <laughs> little like, shirt on that says Daryl. That's all I'm saying. Because <laughs> you gonna come to my house and, and you gonna have a lot of already, lot of snacks. So, exactly. <laughs> so don't get it twisted. <laughs> don't get it twisted. All right. So so. <laughs> Well, we found out after that after that story went global is that Tyler Perry mm-hmm. uh, actually came in and swooped up Jeffrey and uh, offered him a TV deal on the have or the have nots. Yeah. Um, I think it was like a six it's like a five episode, or six episode deal. arc, so he'll yeah. be on there for a few episodes, which That's was awesome. great. That made me feel good. And then also, we, it was just announced this week he has a new gig. He's going to be occurring or have a role on NCIS New Orleans. Hey. Um, he will appear in the sixth episode of season five, which will be sometime in October. Okay. So, you know what? There is a, a happy ending to this story. There is and a happy ending. But Nicki Minaj, where your twenty five grand at? Oh, right. Nicki Minaj ain't Nicki paying twenty five. She said she was well, she too busy hiding from stilettos ben right Mo, now ben and, Mo. and going on radio shows and doing some long Tis rants. It's true. But actually, my favorite part about the story, other than the fact that like people supported him so much, like I appreciate that so much. But I also appreciate that it sort of shined a light on shaming. No Hollywoodness. Because people assume, because maybe you were on a show or you did, you know, this great commercial that they see all the time or whatever, that, like, you paid. Like, paid good forever. No. Not not a reality. Hollywoodness is a constant hustle. Like, unless you get to that upper echelon, which is not unlike American society, there's, like, 1% 1%. of people in, we'll say, even in, like, the actor union that are making, like, millions and millions of dollars and never have to worry about money. Right. Um, The rest of us are just working people from gig to gig, from check to check, for the most part. So I think that that, because people are like, oh, my God, but you're, like, famous. Like, how, like, we've seen you, like, on our TVs for our, our entire lives. Yeah. And he got paid and probably got paid well when he was on the show. Yeah. And residuals do okay, but you still have to do other work because it's not enough to right. continue and, to and survive. And we don't know on. his finance. Like he has a family. Yeah, we don't he's know got a family. Who knows what his like, mortgage what, is or, or what you know his what you know, car payments are or whatever. And he's no college. He's college educated. Yeah. Went to Yale University. He's yeah. been a professor. And like the other thing that, as being a, an artist of sorts on television or film or whatever, is that you have to be flexible. So it's not like you can take these amazing 
like he, he was a professor for however long, yeah. but he maybe he didn't want to take tenure because he wanted to still act. Yeah. And he wouldn't have the ability to do that if he was committed to this other job. So it's a crazy balancing act. And I think that that actually showed people like, look, it's not just people that like, oh, you fell off and you ain't like, unfortunately, like in my Campbell's case, like drugs got in the way and that kind of thing. You can be struggling financially just Absolutely. because you haven't gotten your next gig and you're only as good as your next gig, your gig in terms That's of true. financials. So I was glad that that kind of got brought up. So I almost know. wish that he was still working Trader Joe's during this oh, whole... Oh, he probably will. You know I what I mean? Like, I hope he doesn't back. quit Trader Joe's. Okay, not, don't get it twisted. A five-episode stint on Have and Have Nots, a cable show, is not going to make bank. No. He's going to make a few good thousands, yeah. probably, yeah. if he's got a good yeah. agent to break that out. And then it and sounds, then like, it's, it's, it's it sounds like it's episode. one episode of NCIS. NCIS, yeah. but I think that's like $1,800 right. for the day. Like, yeah. that's not and yeah. great, but NCIS is a big show that has a lot of residual payments and sure. stuff like that, so you'll still get, but them residuals ain't still, no big checks. Episode, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah so, and if it's new, like, you know, if it's a new episode, it's not going to even start airing again for a while, you know what I mean? So Exactly. So, I mean, hopefully it opens even more doors and some other yeah. great it parts will come from it for him, but y'all don't play these tracks is hard to come by out here but shout out to tyler perry you yes. know what i mean for real like because I, I really appreciate that for sure you know I mean? for sure so. shout out to tyler perry just for being dope as hell and having opportunities available that he can just be like you know what, you know what? i got this. you a seven episode deal that's what we like bam mm-hmm. boom don't do that just like that do that mm-hmm. all right well we're gonna do this and get out yes <laughs> we about to get out of here get out yeah i know um, it went so fast where did you where's your social media where how do we where's find my you? social where's, media i, mean, where, where, I like, don't know it's you? on social what's your name media? what's your name you're gonna what's find me y'all media? y'all gonna come find me um your, you can find me i will i always have different hair so you never know so i'm unrecognizable anyway you can find me all over the social needs at Stuart Starlet and I want to tell y'all if y'all hanging out in LA at the end of the month make sure you come to the Catalina Film Festival and check us out Saturday the 29th we'll be there what's the name of your our film is called Day of Reckoning okay it's a party boat and everything and you get to hang out with us on the island I might go when is it last Saturday of September 29th we'll see what happens All right. well you can find me at Dario Christ on Instagram Twitter Facebook Uh, you can find me on the Reels channel still doing Broken Famous and I have a new show um, if you are a Los Angeles uh, person I have a show on CBS called This Is LA uh, which is a lifestyle show you guys can check it out Um, otherwise check out our pop off as well so um, we'll see y'all next week and and, uh, we'll be called The Trend The Trend The Trend so we'll be trending trending with y'all that's so funny we both said the same thing alright peace comments, contact us. Info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram at DHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Scipio, Instagram at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host owner and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.